Welcome back, everyone. Appreciate y'all for tuning in again. Hope you all are healthy and well. Today's episode will be a little different. My first interview, I got the pleasure to speak to two close friends, leaders, and mentors. My former high school football coach, Coach Pickett, and ETSU wideout and former teammate of mine, Will Huzzy. We dived into what the game means to them, their bond on and off the field, both their viral moments, NFL draft, last dance, and even played a little game at the end. So I brought y'all an action-packed episode today. So listen up and check it out. I appreciate both y'all for joining in, helping me out with this little project I got going on. No problem, no problem. Call it what the game means to me. So I'll I'll ask both y'all a question. What's the game mean to you? You want to go first, B? Uh, the game has meant a lot to me. Um, it's made a, it's made me the man that I am today. Kept me out of trouble. Kept my head on straight. Made me the father that I am today. Uh, father figure to not only YouTube but other guys that I've coached, and it's just built me a lot of, a lot of relationships. Well, pretty much without football. I probably wouldn't meet most of the people in my circle that I mess with, I'm real close with now. So, I mean, it makes, football wasn't my first option, you know, but as I got older and got more comfortable with it, I started falling in love more with it. And also it makes my family happy. I like to put put a uh, smile on my family face. So that was the main reason why I kept playing this football. Kept my family happy, kept me happy, kept me out of trouble. And uh, God gave me the ability to use it. Got me a free scholarship with it. So I can't complain at all. I know, um, well, of course, I went to school with you a little bit, Huzzy. So I know you multi-sport athlete. So uh, I guess, like I said, like basketball is something you play, of course. Yeah. Kind of drove you in direction of football. I know you probably had some school looking into the basketball as well. Honestly, what happened was I really, honestly, I really, after my freshman year, I didn't want to even come back to play. If you want to be real, I would have just be strictly basketball. But uh, I had a conversation with my mom, and then my mom got real close with Pickett and stuff. So my mom was telling me I could really see you go have a further future in football than basketball, even though I didn't want to hear that at the time. I really thought I could go further in basketball because basketball was my favorite sport, even though I didn't want to hear it at the time, but she kept it real. So I'm glad I stuck it out. And Pinky Tuck made a promise to me. He said, if I, if I stay with him, he can he can make me to one of the best receivers coming out of the out of the high school. So as you can see, that actually happened. So, yeah, that's all I'm about blessed. to say. I know you're the leading receiver at Duluth High now. It's big time. Congrats on that. I don't think I ever got to tell you that. Yeah. But uh, Coach Pickett, what, um, I guess what did you see in Huzzy that made you uh, just decide to, you know, kind of take him under your wing and, you know, steer him in the right direction to football? It's pretty much from when I was growing up how the coaches that I had kind of, you know, uh, took into me and, and seen how good I was and, you know, were father figures and role models of myself. And then after my first year of coaching high school football in Connecticut, I mean, I heard how the athletes down here in Georgia were. Um, and then when I moved down here and kind of seen what he did his freshman year, I was like, you know, this kid has something special. Like he has a God-given ability. And I was like, you know, what what motivated me so much is people have always told me that I was too small to go play any type of level of college football. But I was, you know, blessed and hungry enough to go compete at a Division One level at Delaware State University where I won the 2007 MEAC championship. 
Um, and just being around those guys and seeing how, you know, they loved me for who I was and brought me into their family. Like it just, I knew that, you know, being around and what I learned from my head coach up there, um, that I could do special things with him. And, and I, I just, I knew what I could do as a wide receiver coach um, with the talent that I had and, and the abilities and knowledge that I knew. I knew that, you know, if he stuck with it, like, you know, the, the God-given ability that it had to be 6'4", like, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's hard to guard. Like, it's I mean, even if you do what you're supposed to do, like, nobody can guard him. And he stuck to it, and, and I just, I thank God that not only God, but the mother, that they just believed in me and let me, you know, coach him up. Exactly. So, yeah, I know we've been around each other a lot. Same thing, I saw the same thing in him as well. Obviously, I wasn't a coach at the time, and I was a little younger, but so I'm glad he definitely stuck with it. What is the most important aspect for you as a coach to pass along to your players? Just the, just the relationship that I build with kids. Um, to me, football is bigger than X's and O's. I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but I know that I have a God-given ability to be able to teach young men football. And I, I feel as though I can do that any day of the week. So for me, what it is, what is football is all about is helping young men to become successful off of the football field, to, to let them know what football can do for them. Um, you can go get a free education. You know, if you, if, you, if you have the talent enough to go to the NFL, they'll find you and you can, you know, be able to take care of your family in that aspect. If not, at least you can lean on that degree that you have and go be successful in this world and still be able to provide for not only yourself, but provide for your family if need be. What went into that viral but very special moment when you proposed to your fiance after a game and how did the idea come about to have your players help you? Um, so just building that relationship with kids, uh, I've always wanted kids to be around my family. Um, even when I was at Duluth, you know, Will's senior years when me and Ashley kind of really first started talking. So, you know, he kind of, you know, embraced her and brought her in and, you know, not only him, but, you know, the younger guys like Logan and Jaleel and a couple other guys, they all just brought her in. So when I went to Lanier, um, I kind of just told those guys about myself and like, hey, I, I'm a family-oriented guy. Like, y'all going to be around my family, you're going to meet them and all that. And they all embraced it and whatnot. So when I, you know, decided that I was going to go ahead and propose to her, um, they, with no hesitation, they said they wanted to be a part of it. Um, so that was just a blessing. And I was like, well, I was going to do it on um, our senior night when we had played Gainesville. Um, but that was a little shaky game, so um, I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and do it. Uh, well, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and do it the first round of the playoffs. And you know, it, it well, no, I think the plan was to do it the first round of the playoffs, but I said, no, nah, I'll do it on senior night. And we actually pulled it out on senior night and won six nothing. I was able to still go ahead and do it. As I know, it made a lot of a lot of national news. Bleacher Report, I think, retweeted it, a whole bunch of different outlets. So. Right. I kind of feel almost like a little bit like a celebrity when I'm talking to you sometimes. Also, same thing with Huzzy, too. Huzzy, you yeah, had a top 10 play. That's what was going through your mind that uh, playing that catch. Honestly, I was just happy about it. that was being my first touchdown of my college career. Honestly, I really didn't care about the one hand part. I really, that, I was just excited about being my first touchdown catch of my college career. Then, like, when it happened, it was just like an instinct. It wasn't like I tried to do it on purpose, it just happened. <laughs> I didn't think, I would think of trying to get a flag on the play. That's all I was thinking about, but luckily it stuck to my hand. So then like later that got on the bus on our way back to the school, my phone just started blowing up and stuff. I got family 
my, I don't even go on Facebook. My stepmom texted me like, you better go check your Facebook. Everybody talking about you. I'm like, what, what's going on? I go check on my Facebook and I got, I see folks I haven't heard from years. I got cousins I haven't seen since I left from, I haven't, I haven't seen since I left for college hitting me up and stuff. So it was like making a top 10, that was, that was cool. And all like, cause I was like the next morning, like, I woke up, like I usually, I leave my TV on ESPN yeah. in my room. So when I woke up that morning, I'm getting ready for class. I heard my name popping up. I ain't know none of this. I just heard, I just seen like, when people posted the video on Facebook, it was just the video. It wasn't like the actual That's top cool. 10. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. So I just heard my name, I heard my name when I woke up and while I'm brushing my teeth, I look, go see what it is. And I was like, I seen myself on TV. So it was, it was shocking to me and then like, after classes and stuff, I'm finna, I'm like, we had a bye, we had a bye, we played that game on Thursday, so I'm on my way up home that Friday and stuff, so like, I come back home, all my family, I get back home, see my folks and stuff, and all they talking about the catch and stuff, so I was just like, I mean, I was happy, I mean, it was a shocking moment for me, honestly, so I'm pretty blessed for that. Yeah, a lot of fun, like I said, me too, same thing, kind of like, I know, I think I was just in the room watching TV, and then I just popped up on the screen. I was like, oh man, that's my boy. One <laughs> So pretty much the same thing, looked on Twitter and everything, seen a few people talking about it, person went to school with, so I said, that was pretty cool, it was a blessing. I'm glad you got the experience you know what, that. You know what a lot of people don't know is, he been doing that. I mean, you can do that catch in the street, right? You ain't seen that many times in the high school level. Exactly. I also wanted to, uh, I guess, touch a base on, of course, because of COVID-19. Um, you know, situation and everything, you know, like said, everybody's kind of at home, it's a little bit hard for you guys as, well, you as a coach, coach speaking, and you as an athlete, uh, Will, you know, like, this is pretty much our off-season time, like, you know, I guess y'all missed a whole bunch of time, like, spring yeah. training, practices and everything, so kind of like how y'all, I guess, coping with it, and like, what, uh, I guess, alternative ways have you guys um, had to use in order to kind of go through this different type um, of thing? Luckily, I got a bench, I got a, like a little workout set in my basement, so like, every morning I try to work out down there but me and Pickett we um since since the corona got out they've been like lot they locked down pretty much all parks and fields and stuff so like we've been kind of hard to get workouts in but like luckily I got a big enough backyard so Pitt, me and Pickett be working out in the backyard a, a couple times to get still get like a little field work in so um it it really done things really different because now like I remember like we just got done doing mat drills at my school to, to prepare for the spring spring ball and stuff. So when we they just told us just in case, cause like that's when we, when we found out the corona was like getting biggest when when the Rudy on uh, Rudy Gobert from uh, Utah yeah. Jazz got it. So when they when they found out he got it, that's when the school started like coaches and all that telling my just take your stuff home with y'all, make have all your stuff with y'all. Then like probably like. Two days into my spring break, that's when they told us that we're done. We're not, we don't have no spring ball. Honestly, when they told me we had no spring ball, I was kind of happy about it. <laughs> I'm not. A, I do not like spring ball at all. I really do. I don't. So I was kind of happy with it. I just don't like spring ball. I just feel like spring ball much longer than actual fall camp. So um, I was kind of. I was kind of happy about it. So. But then, like on the on top of that, I got to spend. I'm at home with my family. I usually don't get to see all the time when I'm at school because of the, how the um, games and schedule, all that, how that be. So I'm spending more time with my family and stuff. So it was like a blessing to me. 
What about you, Coach? Because I know you know you're making the move also to a different school, so I know this is real different for you. Um, I guess you're not, I guess, really able to meet the players or anything. Well, I, w- I was at the school before all this happened. I got to, to the school in February, so I was okay. able to meet some of the guys and do some things. Um, but it is, it is a, you know, a different type of view for me now, like, because, you know, with, with parks and stuff being closed, like, I can't go do the field work that I'm used to doing with, you know, with Huzzy and everybody else. So, yeah. and then, you know, you know, with the kids, you know, you're just pretty much doing Zoom meetings or stuff like that and going over stuff with them and coaching staff, you're just having meetings and stuff like that. So, it is a, it is a, a little different, but for me, it is a blessing because I get to spend time with this little one right here. I mean, yeah. It's nothing like waking up every single morning and being able to spend time with him and see him grow. I mean, next month he's going to be one years old. So it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, before all this happened, I mean, truthfully, day to day, like, I wake up about 5, 5.30 in the morning and go drop him off at the daycare and then go to work, then do practice or whatnot, and then go work at FedEx at night. So I wouldn't see him at all. Like, by the time yeah, I get home, exactly. he, he sleep. So the only time he would see me is in the morning when I'm dropping him off and then on the weekend. So... You know, it's a blessing to be able, you know, every single day now to wake up and spend time with him, play with him, and then still go do my four or five hours that I have to do with FedEx. Um, and just to be able to, you know, spend time with my fiance Ashley, and, you know, build that stronger bond with her and, you know, kind of get the wedding planning started and, you know, we're trying to look for a house and things like that. So mm-hmm. just been able to, you know, do some family stuff, you know, be able to spend, spend more time with them. And it's truly been a blessing in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too, like, yeah. I know both you guys, like you say, with the sport of football, definitely worth me families a lot. So definitely got to take this time to be with them. Yeah. Cherish every little moment. What uh, makes you guys bond so special? Because I know both you guys. I kind of know a little bit why, but you know, just to tell the people um, what made you guys click from the beginning. I say he trusted, he had more trust in me than I had more trust in myself. And then the other coaches at Duluth were some of the coaches, especially the head man at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I remember my sophomore year, that's when I got on varsity. Like, I started actually playing varsity. We haven't gone – first game haven't came yet. We probably, like, two weeks away from the first game. And we just had a new transfer come in and stuff. And then we had a new transfer come in. And, like, he hasn't practiced or nothing. Yeah, I haven't had a game yet. And he just threw him in, in front of me already. I'm just like – What's going on? I thought we had to earn stuff around here. And, you know, pick it. Even though that's when I was like, because, you know, my side, at my side, I'm thinking I'm going to be a outside the whole time. But pick it showed me, like, you can you can do both. So, like, cause it was either I just be on the bench that whole season or I better learn the inside and the other side. So um, I ended up earning the inside slot, got some reps at that. And, um, then, like, as the season kept them going down, they they actually – the head may actually find out that dude with all that size and stuff, it didn't really matter. Yeah. It wasn't all the hype that people said he was and ended up putting me back um, on top. And I did, had, was more productive than him. So, so I mean, Pickett had more trust in me than anybody else on the coaching staff. It was only him and Sorcerer, I can only say, honestly say, who had – that loved me. And took me in like that, and they also took me in like as one of their sons. Cause you know I have a good relationship with my dad, but like it's different. Cause my dad, me and my dad, we don't live together. I live with my mom, and my mm-hmm. grandparents, my mom's side. So mm-hmm. I can't have that, you know, talk to talk all the time with my dad. Cause you know he's all either always he's always busy with work and stuff. So 
if I always had an issue, I could always go either go to Pickett. I always go to Pickett first about anything. So that's why me and Pickett bond is so close and have a father and son relationship. So with that, that's why I think my our bond is so special. Um, yeah, to piggyback off of it, for me as a coach in general, it's, it's you first knowing your players. Um, you got to know what type of kid they are, how they take coaching. Every kid is different. Um, and I'll use both of y'all as an example. Like, let's just say, you know, for Huzzy, like, I could yell at him from time to time and, like, he would just give me a thumbs up and be like, all right, I got you. I know what I need yeah. to do the next play. He going to go get it done. You could have been a kid who who couldn't have, like, I couldn't yell at you. I'm not saying that I couldn't, but I'm just using an example. Like, I could have I could have yelled at you and it didn't get through to you. So you have kids who you can yell at and it gets through to them and you got kids that you can't yell at. So you have to know your kids first and foremost. And even though you might yell at a kid, you still need to put your arm around them and love them up. Let them know why you're getting on them. So for me, with him, it, it was always the fact that I knew what type of kid he was. Like, he was probably, not probably, but was the best player at Duluth High School. So the way he practiced was a little bit harder than how some of the other kids were. And there were some days where, you know, he might have had a rough day, you know, throughout school, and he didn't really feel like being in practice. So his, his 100% was probably 75, but even though it was 75, he was still going harder than what the other kids were. So exactly. coaches, coaches trying to get on me at practice because they're they seeing his seventy five and thinking it's not a hundred percent. But I know his seventy five is a hundred percent because I can see his body language. He went through something in school today. So I, you know, it was certain times in practice I didn't even really talk to him because I knew what type of kid he was. I knew that he went through something. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let him go through it. But I knew he knew what he was doing. He knew how to. He knew the plays. He knew what he had to. Do get done it was nothing to worry about but there's other kids that don't know how to do stuff like that and so that right there is is, is key and and like I put a I put a tweet out the other day like a lot of these kids position wise whether you're a quarterback wide receiver running back the very first day that they meet a new coach if that coach doesn't know what he's talking about they're not going to trust you they're not going to listen and for me when I went out there and he seen not only him, but all the receivers, they knew what I was talking about. That's when you know you got a kid's trust. And when they buy in, then there's nothing to worry about. So with him, you know, just to be able to, for him to know that I had his back. And even to this day, he knows that I still got his back. I'm always be there for him. And it's just like, when, you know, as time went on, that, that bond just grew closer. And then, like, like you said, like, I wasn't just there for football. I was almost at every single basketball game, home or away. I've, I've been over to his grandparents' house. They've taken me in. So it's like, I even when he moved into East Tennessee State, me and Ashley got in my car, in our car, and we drove down and followed him and helped move him in. So it's like, for me, like I said, it's bigger than football. Like, you have to, these kids have to know that you trust and care for them. And if they know that, they're going to run through a brick wall for you and do whatever you want. So I think for me, like, you know, with him, it's just it was it was just building that trust with him, and even not just him. I have other kids now that I've coached. That I I always talk about him because he's the first kid that I've coached for four years, and he set the example. Like the reason why I am, I am the coach that I am is because of him, and I bring him around to you know other kids that I coach, and he you know he gives back to them and tell them you know what me and him went through and everything like that. So. 
yeah, like that. Uh, this is a bond that won't will never be broken because he trusts me and I trust him. Same thing, kind of like I said when I uh, play too. Kind of the coach knows what he's talking about and that they care more than besides you know just X's O's on the field. So like I said, I'm 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 glad we got some you know coaches like you around. Keep good relationship with players and you know just people in general like us. So I appreciate you for that. No problem. Um, so next thing I kind of wanted to get to is the NFL draft and a little bit of. Of the last dance, I'm sure both of y'all been watching both of those uh, or watch Coach Tricky. I kind of wanted to ask you, like second round pick, Jalen Hurts. Yep. What well, um, what do you think about that? That's a that's a little little different kind of surprise. Um, it was different, but with Doug Peterson's background, um, he does like somewhat athletic quarterbacks, and I think because Carson Wentz hasn't fully like he hasn't been back to himself from that torn ACL. And I know we did just sign him with, you know, with the long contract, but it's always good to have that viable option just in case. And the way I see it, he's Doug Peterson is not going to keep Jalen Hurts on the bench. He'll he'll find a package or two for him and put him out there on the field because he's too talented of a, not only a quarterback, but an athlete. So he can line him up maybe in a slot and do some things with him. So I, I can see I, at first I was I was skeptical about it, but then when I sat down and really thought about it and know who Doug Peterson is like he that that's that I mean I know we needed wide receivers which we still was able to get in the draft but to be able to get to be able to get Jalen Hurst like as a and I don't wish nothing bad on Carson Wentz but you know football is football you know injuries do happen and let's say he does you know happen to go down again like now we got Jalen Hurst as a viable quarterback we can throw in there and, and be successful. Hussey, I don't, I don't, who's your uh, football team? I don't, I don't think I know who your football team. You know, I'm the home team, so, you know, I'm right off the Falcons all okay, day. Cool, cool. I was just making sure. I know. We'll get you a bottle. Yeah, got to. What you got think to. about our first round pick? Because uh, I was a little, I was a little skeptical. I'm not going to I was really shaky, but, you know, I'm really kind of hyped about Ty Gurley being in Atlanta. That's what I'm really worried about right same now. Here, I'm kind of excited with the Ty Gurley deal right now, so. Yeah. I already, I had, I don't know, I had a feeling for some reason when they released Devontae, I was like, and I was hearing like, you know, things out of LA, I was like, yeah. I think we'll, I think we're gonna come back home. We just got to, that's, we yeah. like it here, we love it here. But I'm just like that knee. Or the yeah, knee I hope, I hope he's fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, Calvin really. Yeah. It's like, as long as, the, as long as they were on the offense, you know, healthy. Yeah. Offense ain't got nothing to worry about. It's just the defensive side, which is like I said. Like, yeah, so, that's always shaky. Yeah. How you think they did in the draft, like kind of rating wise, what you think? Um, they did all right. I just feel like they could have done more a little bit with the corners. I think they could have went, guess I got some more corners for me. I know they picked up one. They picked up AJ. He's, he's decent. He's decent, but I feel like they could have picked up one more, but just in case, because mm-hmm. we're not that good in the secondary. Yeah, really it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough this year in the secondary, yeah. and that's why I think like they need to sure sure it up with maybe signing a veteran. I know they ain't got no money, yeah. but they they need yeah. to go out somewhere. I know Logan Ryan still there with the X and Ten Nail, but like maybe uh Prince. You can, you can, whatever. Yeah, yeah. From the Bears, so, somebody got a little more experience. Yeah, because yeah. we got, yeah, a sec, we got a second year, a third year, and a first. Yeah, year, that's just about it. So. I'm, t- I'm the only pick I guess I was really excited about was uh Marlon. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Was, he's him and Grady together. That sh- that should be a team. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. they do something up front, so we only really got to worry yeah. about the secondary. That's yeah, hopefully. Yeah, cause we gonna need it. Secondary needs some help. I know you got aspirations, maybe play at the next level. What do you see in your future at, after uh, ETSU? 
if if I still got the opportunity to play the NFL, of course I'm gonna take it. But you know, I know people say you shouldn't always have. A, it's not good to have a plan B because you do not trust in your first option. But like, my dad really, you know, my dad really on that. He he really wants me. You know, he pushes me real hard for that. But then like sometimes I just think like. If you look at the statistics, I mean, just any kind of athlete going pro, that's is low, it's even lower than two percent. Mm-hmm. So me and my stepmother, like she told me, I should go in the field that I can make money on uh, um, real quick out of college, so and I can still be around sport. So she was just telling me about being a physical therapist, and um, you know, I thought about it and stuff. So I was like, that's not a bad idea. So I just went and got, I just changed my major um, after my freshman year to exercise science to go pursue it would be a physical therapist. So. Even if the football if football don't work out for me, I'ma still be around sports, so yeah. ain't gonna be too bad. I think that's just the way it is. Like same thing with yeah. like kind of said that it was just still be around sports. So I just got a sports administration degree. Yeah. Like, about going back, I need to probably get a master's in, in it as well. But yeah, it's either one, either way. As long as like you say, you're doing what you love. Yeah. It's a this is a little bit off subject, but I realized um you played a little bit. Somebody used to play with uh at Central Decab when I was little, um Ari Works. Yeah. How uh how was, yeah, so how was it um how was he as a teammate and just you know just a player overall? Um Ari just a good person all around, mm-hmm. honestly. He took me in like we didn't even know each other, but I went on a visit to uh Georgia State when Pickett took some of us there before their morning practice and I was not he caught my eye he was the first one to call my eye how he was just running his routes in practice so but we didn't even know each other like that we didn't get to know each other real close to how we went to ETSU but like when we first met like actually had a conversation and stuff I mean we, it just clicked right automatic he just took me in he took me in right when I got on campus he showed me the way showed me the wrongs and rights on campus around so you know he always looked out for me you know so like even like he when me when Desi came back in town on the offer, we went to go chill with him. Cause he just, you know, he always told us, you know, stay in contact with him. Cause he always looked out for us. So, you know, he played a big role in my redshirt year. Cause I was getting frustrated that, you know, cause I thought I could have played my actual, you know, true freshman year. Mm-hmm. And he just kept on telling me, just keep your head on straight, man. Just keep it, God got a plan for you, you know? So when, when my redshirt red year was over with, and then, you know, then like, cause um, beginning of this year, I wasn't even playing. Like the first four games, I didn't even play yet. So you know, I used to t- I used to come to um, talk to him and stuff, and be frustrated, let my anger out. So he's like, man, just you just gotta be patient. You know, he just told me keep on being patient. And so, and then like right right when that chat the next game when I started, and you know everything just started clicking, everything started coming together. And uh, I gave him a big props because of that, cause you know he kept on telling me keep my head up. You know, my time was going to come out. All I had to do was stay patient. So, big shout out to my boy Ari. Yeah, definitely good having, you know, someone there to say, talk to, kind of going through the same situation. Cause I know anything I think that happened at Georgia State, uh, when I remember, I think he said they were kind of trying to make more blocking. I know, yeah. I know he's at a time. Like I said, I've seen him play since I was little. Like I, I used to be throwing the ball to him. <laughs> so, he said, I'm hoping his time comes as well. But I know he's staying patient. And, uh, yeah. You know, just out there working. I kind of follow him. He said, follow all y'all. He said, shout out to Ari. Coach Pickett, you back? I was making sure. I know you went to go. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I didn't know. I was like, I thought you went to go warm some food from Warren. Uh, yeah, made one bottle. Yeah. Make sure he fixed. I know you're getting a little grouchy. I saw him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess what expectations do y'all have for y'all teams for the uh, upcoming NFL year? I just need Todd. I just need Todd Griffin. I need him to break through this year. And Todd Griffin, you think we, how many you think we eight? What, what do you think we are? Eight and eight? Or nine and seven? I get the nine and seven. Nine I put seven. that nine and seven, y'all. Miss playoffs, right, 
it's going to happen. The first year is going to happen. We're going to miss it. Then the following year, though, we're going to bounce back the following year, though. For sure. What about your Eagles, Coach Vicky? Now y'all feel from the Super Bowl. Uh, it could it could be an eight and eight nine and seven season. I don't know about ten and six. Could it could be eight and eight nine and seven season. If if they get ten, they get ten wins. I I would be shocked. Yeah, y'all be something. Y'all know how to pull things out. Yeah, I mean if if I think if if Deshaun Jackson can somehow stay healthy this year for us, and he gets Jalen Rager on the right path, like and and other young receivers, I, I think now we'll have some viable weapons. I mean, we just signed Corey Clement again to a one-year deal. I really like him at running back. Mm-hmm. Um, losing Malcolm Jenkins in the secondary safety gonna hurt us, but That's we did pick up Dar- we did pick up Darius Slay from Detroit. He is a she is a lockdown corner, so it's it's I don't know, it's, it's, it's up in the air right now. But I, mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say he's eight and eight and nine and seven. He is not sticking with Adams. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers might not even be the quarterback for them, so ain't nobody even worried about that. He's not still with Adams. Ain't nobody even worried about Green Bay. Okay. Right, so I He's think Adam, Adams clean. Chris, I say he probably he won one of the best rock runners. And oh. two, I don't know, like I said, I, I have him like in my top five this season too. He's definitely top five. I say Darius Slay, Georgia boy though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go with this. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. He's been pretty good throughout the throughout the years in the league. I wish he played with us. But yeah, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> like, who do y'all think? I guess won the draft. Like, in my opinion, I was thinking. I guess it really was just the first two picks. I was like, I guess Dallas. You know, and I hate to say it because I hate Dallas with passion. I was like, Dallas won like the first few rounds of the draft to me. Um, and loses obviously was Green Bay. I don't know why they traded up. Well, I know why, but kind of the same thing they doing with Far or did with Far. Yeah. Obviously, just want to prepare for the future, but it's crazy to not take a wide receiver like at all. <laughs> like I, I think the whole draft. I guess what kind of like what I'm gonna play. say the Raiders. Raiders. Go because of Henry Ruggs or just like. I mean, they 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 pretty much got everything they needed, but they got young, good talent like. They got they three. Gonna, they got three solid, speedy receivers. Yeah, they gon' they gonna be sneaky this year. It just what all depend on Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> they got Marcus Mariota backing them up. You think he gonna come in? And- hey, if Derek Carr don't do what he's supposed to do, Mariota, you know he, he probably got a fire lit underneath him. He come in, come in and surprise people. I used to be on the bandwagon a little bit because I used to love watching Oregon with forty miles like. Ryan Tannehill coming in and taking your job. I don't know. You might be. You might have to send that back seat for a second. All right. I guess who y'all think still Kansas City for the Super Bowl or still Kansas City for the uh, I guess champions? Hey, I agree. I'm still an Andy Reid fan. I, I I love I love Andy Reid. I hate it. I hate it when we lost him. Man, telling he bringing him back. What he did in the draft yeah, is gonna be it's gonna be tough to beat him. It's gonna, it's gonna be tough to beat Kansas City. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He is the real deal. Not gonna lie, real deal. But no contenders. Nobody. Ain't no, no Lamar. Don't think the Ravens. Actually, that's actually I changed it. I think the Ravens. To me, the Ravens won the draft. They might bounce. Like, yeah, they might bounce back. Yeah. I just thought about like I said. I forgot they got J.K. Dobbins with with our pick, the Falcons pick that we get now. They um they got, they got somebody else. I forgot. But overall, I think they. I think. 
especially if they, yeah, they, had, they had a pretty good solid draft. Yeah, and a solid just offseason in general. So I don't know. But like I said, I don't know if it's enough to overtake Mahomes and all the weapons he got. You think they should have picked uh, Clyde Edwards over DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor, any other running back? That's 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 Andy Reid for you. He gonna he gonna he gonna he saw something in me like he gonna he gonna use him he gonna use him the right way. I will say that boy can catch, so that's probably the reason why yeah. I got him. Andy yeah. loved to throw the football to his back. Yeah, yeah. What uh, I guess predictions? All right, what you thinking? Uh, NFC South. How you see it playing out? Brady gonna find a way to come out somehow, <laughs> somewhere. But yes. Of the NFC, or there ain't no way how he. Just the NFC South. I'm really, I'm really trying to see where where Cam Newton gonna go. That's the real news I'm really waiting on. I'm trying to see where he trying to go. That's a good question. I thought he was gonna go to the Chargers. But you don't think so? Yeah. You think he out for? You don't think he's gonna sign? He won't. He won't. He won't go to uh to the Rams because they uh they like Tyrod out there. The only place he could possibly go is Jacksonville, but they would have pulled if they wanted. They would have pulled the trigger right now. Ron Rivera, his old coach at, at Washington, was like, you know, they got Dwayne Haskins and they got somebody else. He's like, he thought about him, but yeah, they end up getting. Yeah, they got. He's he not, he not gonna go get him either. So where can he go? I mean, they keep saying he might go to New England, but yeah, honestly, yeah, New England, I, I don't see him going to New England. Yeah. Play for Bill Belichick. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Me either. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't see him getting picked up. I, that's just my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see him getting picked up. I, I think he needs. A, I think he needs what he what happened to him when, when he was at Florida. He needs to slap in the face right now. Like, he needs to come back down to reality. He's too high on the horse right now. Yeah, I think it's true. Like I said, Jackson, I think is the only open option right now. They just they just turmoil of a of organization. Just can't get rid of everybody, all their talent, and they just clean the house. I don't like I said, I don't see them bringing them in either. He probably, he probably will sit here, but I don't know. It's just surprising that they, I guess, I guess the Saints would have went with uh, Jemias over Cam. But it, it kind of, I see, I kind of see it. It makes sense. Like, Jemias' only really downfall is his turnovers and his, you know, lack of protecting the ball. He ain't yeah. really been injured or nothing. <laughs> it's just his lack of protecting the ball. Cam. And, that's an, and that's another thing with Cam, like, he been injured, so you know teams yeah. ain't going. Teams ain't gonna take no chance on no no injury prone quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I just want. I, I just wish I, I want both my you know black brothers at quarterbacks to be in the league playing somewhere doing something. Yeah, about the last dance. Kind of. I guess. What, what's y'all? I guess first thoughts and reactions. The first four episodes. I'm in. I'm enjoying it. Honestly, I like. I always, I always keep on saying I think Jordan is the goat. So like to actually have him actually show it how what he went through to actually like what made him so the best and actually showing people that think LeBron is better and I actually got proof now <laughs> is and they can't say nothing about it actually quiet about it and they actually paying attention to what I've been trying to tell them for years is really I like it I love it honestly I'm waiting on I can't wait till tomorrow yeah that's what I was about to say it's that that's the that's the one thing that's my only downfall is like why they stretching it out so far I know it's because yeah they got I'm glad they brought it up I thought I mean I'm glad they brought it up some though, cause they're supposed to be coming out like July yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, like it's and even even after like the first two episodes, people were still trying to say like they were trying to compare numbers and stuff, mm-hmm. like and championships. Like, forget the numbers, forget the championships. Sure, if you yeah. go back and just look at season, I mean, if you go back and look at episode three and four, that explains to you why he was who he was. 
you let a guy like Dennis Rodman go out to Vegas mm -hmm. and go do that, but you knew what type of player he was. Yeah. That's why even at, it goes back to being a coach, knowing your players. Like I said, Huzzy, it was times where he didn't want to be at practice because he might have had something on his mind or he mm -hmm. went through, you know, went through, you know, something at home or something in school. But he came out and did what he had to do. As a coach, I knew he was going to perform on that practice field and on Friday nights. Michael Jordan knew that Dennis Rodman had to go do that, but him and mm -hmm. Scotty trusted him that when he stepped on that court every night, he was going to get the mm -hmm. job done for him. Exactly. Okay. And that, that's what that's that's what puts him apart from everybody else. Yeah, and then he wanted he wanted to be great and he pushed himself to be great because he did it in practice. I mean, even James Worthy said it because when he got to North Carolina, mm -hmm. everybody knew that James Worthy, that was James Worthy's team. But within two weeks, yep. James Worthy was like, No, this is Michael Jordan's team now because he wanted to be great. Yeah. I, I respect LeBron. He's a good player, he, he does all that he does. But there's no comparison. If you want to put, if you want to compare anybody near MJ, you can put Kobe in that Kobe, category yes, because Kobe, he Kobe pretty much itemized his game after MJ. Yeah. That's that's probably the only person that you can probably probably compare to MJ. But the, with LeBron, there's no comparison. Yeah, definitely, definitely two different players, two different mindsets. Um, that's why another thing why me and uh, Coach Pickett always connected because I know. You're a North Carolina fan, just like me. That's why I was born, or born, or raised. But UNC fan. Why UNC though? I know you're from like Delaware. So I was just wondering. I've always wondered, like, what, uh, I, I mean, I think it was who's the first person I ever watched. I want to say either Antoine Jameson or like Vince Carter, or like Shaman Williams. Oh, like I don't remember who who was the first one I seen, but I just connected. And I was like, yo, I, I like that. Name. I just kept watching them and just went on from there. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stick with the Tar Heels. Yeah. So we, we, we're looking at a big season this year, this upcoming season, hopefully, with everything. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to – we definitely going to bounce back from last year. Exactly. I mean, Got to. It was it – was, it was, I think that was kind of needed. I mean, you know, we have been running things for a while, been, mm. been like that. But, you know, with all the injuries and, and you know, guys – being young, it, it just didn't mesh. And I, Cole Anthony is good, but he to me, I don't know if he's a Roy Williams point guard. Yeah, I don't think um, so. I, I actually the boy, the boy Ty Lawson. I actually went to high school with him, mm -hmm. like so. I seen him play, and I kind of knew that's you know what Roy wanted. You know, Caleb Love that's coming in. He's a version of Raymond Felton. He's mm -hmm. a version of uh, uh, Ken Kenna Marshall. He's a version of Ty Lawson. He's a version of, Mar of Marcus Page, like mm -hmm. that type of point guard, a version of Joel Berry. Like he's got, he's got a little bit of each one of them in his game, and that's the type of point guard that that Roy wants in his system. Exactly. And now he's got, he's got enough big men, like he likes, and gonna be able to do certain things. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah North Carolina, that we definitely gonna be back next year. Yeah, I think they checked off all. Of it. Like you said, got the point guard that they need, big men for days now, and then some shooters. They got Pope Johnson. Um, what you call it? They just got two two other ones. I know was Kerwin, it? uh Kerwin, yeah, Kerwin Walton. Yeah, Kerwin Walton. So RJ Davis. Davis, yep. And then um Sharp with a sharp. Sharp, yeah. The De'Aaron and De'Aaron Sharp. So yeah. I'm excited for this upcoming year. I'm gonna say hopefully everything just get back to normal. Last thing I guess I kinda wanna hit on, I wanna do like a I guess like a little mini game called top three. Just you know, different subjects. I know with Huzzy. 
Huzzy, I, I follow Huzzy. Obviously, I, I follow Huzzy, like, looking every, pretty much every one of his tweets. But the ones that always get me and catch me is his music. Uh, I know you said Huzzy's a big music fan. Um, for sure, for yeah, sure. It's, it's like your taste is pretty similar to mine, so I'm always like either laughing or agreeing or just like, even like if you tweet something about a different song, I'll go look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, I ain't, I ain't heard that in a minute. Go look it up and you know, listen to it. So it's top three. I guess I'll do two different categories, but of course I want you to listen to because it's like top three artists. I say for for a hip hop, my all time favorite, I have to say Jay Z. Andre 3000, and I gotta put, honestly, this is a shocker. I have to put Cameron in there. I love Cameron. I love Cameron. I just like his style. He just so hard to yeah. meet Cameron. So yeah. He definitely was different. Ain't nobody really been said anything like, yo, all pink. Yeah, I never seen that before. Then, yeah. then like R&B. My top three, talking about females, I put Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. I put Mary J. Blige. I put I put Beyonce in there. And I go with, might have to go with Anita Baker. Anita Baker, who's it? Old Soul, that's the main reason I be like, I be wanting to know, actually question it, just tell like, Old Soul. Ain't nobody yeah. my age talking about no Anita Baker. Nobody my age talking about me. <laughs> and for male R and B, R. Kelly, Key Sweat, and uh, put Michael Jackson there too. That'd be it. Somewhere, somewhere, yeah. something. I know you're doing. Yeah, you somewhere. Doing little, I know you started doing a little bit of pop. Yeah. You guys know me, but yeah, like, yeah, I put him in. Uh, yeah, in my top three right now. Coach Pick, I know you're a little bit older than us. I know uh, right, Yola's probably going to be looking around the same. Who's, I guess, top three, I guess, hip-hop and hip-hop rap and then top three hip-hop. Um, top three male hip-hop. Uh, Jay-Z, of course. Um, yeah, I forgot to do my females for rap. Um, <laughs> I... I throw him up there because I listen to him a lot. I'm gonna say Young Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably have to go with. I'm not, I'm, I gotta throw my man Jada in there. Jada Kiss. Yeah, yeah. hard, bro. I gotta throw my man in there. Uh, female. Ooh. Uh. I guess I'll say Beyonce. Um, what is this for, Picky? Huh? Female what? Artist or hip hop? No, female artist. Oh, I'm not gonna say, bro. You tripping? Female tripping. artist is, is, is Beyonce. Uh, uh, I do I do like Anita Baker. I probably have to go her, and then I probably will have to say. Uh, another old school one would probably have to be uh, dang, I just had her name. Oh, how old school? I don't know why I've been thinking. I was, I feel like you're gonna say Erica Badu, but I don't think you're gonna say Erica Badu. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was, as a matter of fact, that's exactly what I was just thinking of. Yeah, Erica Badu, like she got some, she got some hits. <laughs> 
that I know sports transcends more than, you know, just X's and O's that we've been talking about. I know music plays a big part in that too. So main reason I just wanted to ask that. One, have y'all heard that I'm pretty sure y'all haven't because I know because he ain't even a Drake fan. Have y'all heard new tape today or not? Nah? I, I haven't heard it yet. I don't need to hear it. Everybody posting the lyrics already, bro. Yeah, they are. I ain't heard it at all yet. I just seen, I seen it pop up last night before I like ended up just falling asleep. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, well, I ain't gonna listen to it. Cause like what Huzzy just said, I know people gonna be talking about it all day. I'm gonna let it die. Oh, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like his music, but like some of the stuff I cannot respect coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, some, especially like, Last few, uh, these last few, besides like, like the little tissy slide, I'm like, nah, that's not yeah, that too slow. I gotta go. Um, I mean, he's a good businessman, he only did that yeah. for TikTok. Like, that's that's a good business, yeah. That's yeah. a good business, that's a good business game right there. I, I yeah. give him props for that one, yeah. That's what I was thinking, but because he kind of like he just knows, like you said, businessman, because kind of, yeah, stay on trend, he just knows he just gotta drop something catchy, he gonna get, yeah. he gonna get hits, yeah. That was like, good though, yeah. I don't count. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I don't know. I'm a, I might give it a few days. And, you know, yeah, I'm gonna let the hype die down first. So I can actually. Yeah, just take it my own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna say own opinion on it for sure. If y'all were artists, who would be the one person y'all would want to collab with, or not one person, three artists? What three artists would y'all put on a song? I guess with y'all together. In they prime, right? In they prime. Jay Z. Hi. I say Nas put Jay Z together. Nas, Jay Z, and Lil Wayne. Like, yeah, Nas, Jay Z, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, I'll go Jay Z, uh, Jada, and I probably, I probably would want to get on with with one of ATL's finest, uh, Ti. Yeah. yeah. I go live like. Yeah, I just a character. He's funny. Uh, <laughs> just a character. Going off that, also basketball wise, I know y'all have been seeing probably on Twitter a lot of stardom, benchum, cutums. So I guess before I get to that, I'd say name your top three, top three players. Period, and then stardom, benchum, and cutum. So top three players of like just of any sport? No, no, of basketball, and then let's do any sport. Oh. Then we'll do any sport. Basketball, uh, I go MJ1. Um, I probably have to go Kobe 2 and 3. Ooh. He, and the only reason why I probably put him at 3 is because of the rings. But I go uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell, man. He got 11, he got, he got 11 he got rings. rings. Start and bench and cuddle. Start MJ, bench Kobe and cut out uh, cut Bill. Gotta cut Bill. I say MJ, Shaq, and I put Hakeem Olajuwon. Start MJ, bench Shaq and cut Hakeem. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah, easy. I, said, I can I always kind of hug you just give a give a not awful as a but answer like it's just not popular and I love <laughs> nobody was thinking of of a king but people just said forgot he used to give I know Shaq was you know just coming to me we used to get him in trouble 
Yeah. He's just a solid all-around center. Who do you guys think was going to be the front runners and win the NBA Finals this year? Lakers. They started. They started to get on track, but they was going to have to compete with. I think the Clippers. <laughs> was gonna, Clippers was going to have something to say about it. Kawhi is. Kawhi is clamping LeBron. He different. Kawhi will clamp up LeBron easy. I had the Clippers coming out. You did. I had the Clippers coming out. What about the East? Clippers against the Bucks. Yeah, Milwaukee was just something different. I've been since yeah. the quarantine. I've been on the game, and everybody used the Bucks and Giannis for some reason. Like, he was in. I was playing the game. He was in threes. Like he went like three for three for three. I was like, nah, they, they're really playing right now. There's no way he's doing this. Uh, I I think I kind of agree a little bit with Pickett. I felt like the Lakers were somehow going to figure out how to pull it out and say they were just starting to click a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and say the Clippers probably definitely wasn't have something to say about it, but I think some, something probably was going to happen or would have happened to where I feel like the Lakers probably would have catched it out maybe in the game set. Obviously, Lakers-Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they're able to figure out the rest of the season. I don't really know. They're talking, I don't know, really both sides. Some saying they might cancel it. Some say they're going to try to Started I'll finish it out, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully they're able to because I kind of feel like they they kind of cheating, cheating everybody, obviously. Just cheating the whole season. Like you can't just end it and dead it there. Yeah. Actually, I want to do football first because of course with two football guys. Wide receiver, I guess we'll go with wide receivers with for Huzzy. Top three wide receivers starting bitch and cut them. Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. And keep it in that order too. Cut. I'm cut. I cut. I cut. Randy. I'll cut Randy. I'll keep start Jerry and bench Terrell. Randy over T.O. So what? I said Randy over T.O. No, T.O. over Randy for sure. I mean, that's what I meant. T.O. over Randy. I feel honestly. I just feel like Randy just good for vertical route. I have never seen like one highlight of him going up the middle. I ain't gonna but, it's typically, yeah. But it's Terrell good. can do, I feel like Terrell can do all levels. He can do short, mid, and long. So that's why I pick Terrell. And then Jerry Rice is just all time great. So you can't cut him or bench him. So what about, I guess before I go to Coach Big, what about new school receivers then? Like, what I'll say, okay, 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 okay. I'll say top three Michael Thomas, Julio, and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, I love that, man. I'll start Julio. I'll start Julio, bench Adams, and cut Thomas. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Ain't popular with you, Coach Pickett? Um, my top three new school. Uh, I I gotta go Michael number one because of the numbers he's put up. I go Julio and uh, number three. Uh. I gotta go. I gotta go hop. I gotta go DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I knew you were about to say gotta go hop. Gotta go with hop. I'm probably gonna, probably going. I hate to say it, but I probably cut Michael. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a bench Julio, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start DeAndre. Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> you crazy? Hey, you start Hopkins over Julio? Hey, he's been productive crazy, in the league. He's been productive Ooh. in the league. 
Bro, Julio is getting a double team and then having a safety over him. D-Hop get the same thing. He's still eating. And so no. is D-Hop. Hopkins just not getting that attention. Julio been getting after his second year. Come on, man. <laughs> Look at the paperwork. Come on, <laughs> Look man. Look at the paperwork. I got to go, go Hop, man. Can't believe you just bitch Julio, bro. That was crazy. I ain't, I ain't think he was about to say. I knew he was going to say DeAndre in the top three, but I ain't think it was going to be that Hey, he come from wide receiver you, man. That's crazy. If that's the case, why you put Sammy Walkers in your three? Oh, no. Sammy ain't up there. Nah, nah. <laughs> College maybe Sammy is, not NFL. Oh, no. Nah, nah. Not NFL. Not NFL, but college, yeah, he's up yeah. there. You think, well, I mean, injury, well, yeah. I don't think he would have been regardless. You think Sammy in top three for, for college receivers? In, in, in the last couple of years? Absolutely. Over who? Last couple? Oh, I thought you were talking about all time. Oh, no, not all time. I was going to say, bro, you tripping. Oh, not all time, but last couple of years, absolutely. Yeah, over the last couple of years, I agree, too. Yeah, not all time. Coaches, that's going kind of along the lines with Coach Pickett, um, top three coaches. Uh, no, you got to be NFL coaches or, you know, just top three coaches of your lifetime that you've been able to interact with. Pickett, Huff, and Irons. Coach Pickett, football. Coach Irons, football. That's that's been, That was my head coach when I was playing, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So all, all the way from eight to my seventh grade year. And then Coach Huff, when he came in. Yeah, that will be my top three. Uh... Top three, uh, my college head coach, Coach LeVan, will be number one just because everything I, I learned from him. Um, number two would probably have to be my little league coach, my defensive coordinator, Coach Holmes, who I still am in contact with. And my third one probably have to probably have to be Coach Rogers. Um, yeah, he's my mentor. If it wasn't for him, um, I wouldn't be in the recruiting game the way that I am. Um, he took me to Middle Tennessee State, took me to South Carolina, showed me how to how to talk to you know coaches, you know what you're supposed to do, how you know set things up for kids and stuff like that. So he kind of showed me the ropes and everything, and then I kind of put my you know my my personality towards it. So that that would have to be my top three right there. Yeah, so Coach Rogers definitely yeah. almost yeah. Down. might have to get him on on the call too. I remember he did kind of the same thing. Um, you know, his me, Dad, Theo, a little bit, Devin. Yeah, so kind of just talk to us, keep our head right. I remember he was one. He was the reason I guess I moved to cornerback when I was playing there. When I came over to Duluth, I I had just came from the cab. So I didn't really know anything or anybody. When I came over, I like. And I was playing running back for the first few weeks. Then after the first game, we had a kid named Tyrone. He made me took all the carries. So I was like, I don't want to do this. So after that first game, he was like, you want to come over and just play cornerback? I was like, sure, I'll play corner. And he started me that next game. So To wrap things up, can you guys give any words of wisdom or advice you may have? Huzzy for any potential college student athletes that's listening. And Coach Pickett for any young players and coaches looking to get into the game. Take it all in. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Cause like I thought high school went fast. This college thing is kinda of going fast too. I'm already I'm gonna be a junior. And I remember going in I remember walking my first day of class. 
like like it was yesterday. So just take it all in, you know. Make sure you, um you have time to do you know for your books because like college everything is really like piled up, especially with this Corona thing going on. It actually piled up. So you just think you think this is this is bad. Just imagine like an actual on campus with you like your time is really going by fast real quick. So. Just take it all in, you know, make sure you have time for your studies and all that. So enjoy your college life. Um, for kids, I mean, you, all you got to do is go look at the draft. I mean, the Patriots, with their very first pick in round two, they went and got a Division two corner from Lenore Ryan. Um, and even – I even use Huzzy as an example. I tell kids all the time, your freshman and sophomore year in high school is very important. Um, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't really into football then. And he, you know, he was, he just wanted to be a, a basketball player and, you know, probably talk to the girls and stuff like that. But, you know, he's not the only kid that has happened to, but he, you know, he was blessed to be in a situation that he wound up and being in. But if, you know, you take, if you take your freshman and sophomore year series, like he's supposed to, you, if you feel as though you're a division one player, you can possibly go to that level or have an opportunity to do that. Um, in his case, you know, he, he did, you know, he, unfortunately he did mess around, but the light clicked off his junior year and he did what he had to do and he buckled down and he was still blessed to be able to go play Division One football. Um, it might not be at a Power 5 or a G5 school, but Division One is Division One, and he's blessed with that opportunity where his mom nor his dad don't have to pay for him to go to school. Um, and he's going to – he's doing what he's supposed to do now. And like, there's, there's no – he might have had maybe like maybe one hiccup earlier in the year and you know his mom called me and was like hey you need to talk to your boy and I called and reached out to him and he did what he had to do because he know he on a mission so for kids that think that they oh I got to go to Alabama I got to go to Clemson no if you can play football if you can play basketball no matter what the sport is they'll find you if you want to go to the next level and if you have a coach at the high school level that's in your corner that believes in you and that's the guy that you need to lean on or guys you need to lean on and trust them and, and value their word. I mean, Huzzy had Marshall in Miami, Ohio, come up to Duluth and do workouts with him. He could have been a Power 5 kid or a G5 kid. But, like I said, because of the grades, it didn't work out that way. He's not the only kid that that's ever happened to. I mean, just look at Cam Newton. He went and played at Florida. But he got put in, what, that situation where he stole computers. He had to go to Juco and didn't have to come back to a Power 5 school. So, I mean, it's happened to tons of kids, but you just got to find that coach or coaches that you believe in who can be a father figure to you and that you trust, and they're going to lead you down the right path. And you, for, for sport-wise, you want to go somewhere, one, where you can call it home, two, that those coaches are somewhat, or that position coach is somewhat the coach that you had when you were in high school. Um, and they'll take care of you. And you want to go where you're going to be able to get on the field and play. You don't want to go to Alabama or Clemson and wait till your junior, maybe your senior year, you only play for one or two years. Go somewhere where you're going to have the opportunity to play at least three or four years. Where you get that film, you get that exposure, and now you can go out there and experience the college level. Um, for coaches, um, you just got to know what you're really in this game for. There are, there are head coaches out here who – really are just in this game for the money. They're, they get jealous of coaches who build relationships with kids. 
which it should never be that way. We should all be in this business to help kids. That's that's why we should be in here. But you have coaches out here who do get jealous of guys who build relationships with kids. And like I said, for me, I'm not in it for money, but in my in my life now, I have to somewhat be in it for the money because I got to take care of my family. But I'm not in it to get, you know, to make the big bucks. I'm not in it for X's and O's. I'm in it to help you all young men to to do bigger and better things. Like for you, you at Georgia State getting education, you know, got a degree. Will is on, on the verge of, you know, going able to be able to go get his degree. Uh, Boone at Chowan is graduating, had possibly could have maybe signed an NFL con- uh, free agent contract. Um, I had a kid at Dar- um, at Glastonbury that went to Dartmouth, graduated, was a four-year starter. Um, so I, I don't do this just for X's and O's. I do it so that you all can become successful young men in life and be able to not only take care of yourselves, but take care of your family and show you how to be that family man. So when you are in my shoes and you find that woman eventually when, you, when it's time for y'all to settle down and have your own family, you know what you have to do. Um, so that that's my speech. Love to see familiar faces. Love to chop it up, talk about you know sports and you know, everything related. So I appreciate y'all for sure. Definitely gonna do it again. But whenever y'all you know, whenever y'all hit up or whenever all this calms down and y'all get back on the field, hit my phone. I've been waiting. I'm ready. Some new cleats and everything. So I'm uh, sure. so I need, need to get back on get back on the field and get some work in just for I guess exercise. Honestly. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's it for today's episode, guys. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Hope you enjoyed the guests. Hope you took something out of it. Stay tuned for more episodes next week. I'll be talking to vending expert and businessman Marcus Graham and also reacting to the NFL schedule released and episodes five to eight of The Last Dance. So don't miss it. Appreciate y'all again. Appreciate the love and support. And see y'all next time.